Glasgow Conversations. Meet the people energising our culture today. Welcome to Glasgow Conversations. Uh, I'm Scott Docker to the, the Top 10 Glasgow Guide. And I'm here today with Ian Elder, who's the, the manager of the Lighthouse, which is uh, Scotland's Centre for Design and Architecture. So thanks for coming on today, Ian. Thank you. So uh, how did you first get involved with the Lighthouse? I suppose, circuitously, um, I um, have had quite a varied retail. I've worked in various parts of the public sector, but predominantly I've spent my time in uh, retail. Um, I um, saw, I suppose it's one of these just chance things, I saw the advert for the lighthouse, I fancied uh, a change. I thought it was something that I could contribute um, towards, I think, given my kind of retail and commercial experience, um, would be a benefit to the lighthouse. Um, both in terms of its running and I think in terms of developing its programme. Sure. And I understand you're also chair of uh, Glasgow Macintosh as well? Uh, yes, I am. Uh, not, I haven't been chair for very long, I think less than a year. Um, but yes, I'm, I'm really uh, pleased to be uh, involved in that and to hold um, that office, uh, for want of a better word. I think the, the, the work that Glasgow Macintosh is, does is really important about you know maintaining the the, the profile of Macintosh, his venues, his collections, um, you know, I, I think people underestimate, I think, Macintosh's influence on um, the development of architecture and design in terms of Art Nouveau and some of the movements that followed after that and just how much of a pioneer he was. We, we, we tend sometimes to think of him as a Glasgow boy, um, and which he was, but, did, <laughs> but it's also you know he, he had an international reputation. And both he and Margaret were recognised internationally for the quality of their design and the quality of their work. So I think we sometimes forget how much of an international figure he is. So I think GM's uh, a big part of that, and we uh, this October we'll be running our fourth Macintosh Festival. Um, so you know lots of events, workshops, exhibitions. Um, we the Lighthouse will be showing an exhibition of nature in Art Nouveau and, and the part that nature plays in the development of Art Nouveau or played in the development of Art Nouveau um, and that will kick off as, as, as part of the exhibition uh, programme overall and that's with our European partners sure. um, um, across Europe in the Art Nouveau network um, so really looking forward to that exhibition um, as well um, the, the last festival obviously with Commonwealth Games was a great success because we had so many people but it was really really interesting when you compared it perhaps to some of the the feedback that you got from the Olympics, just how many visitors to Glasgow and I suppose the reactivated population of Glasgow actually visited the cultural uh, venues and took part in the kind of cultural offer. The visitor numbers were just through the roof, which was really, really encouraging. I'd imagine it would have been a busy period for you as well. <laughs> it, it, it was a busy period just generally, but yeah. I, I think you know there were at the time of the, say for instance, I'm not being too comparative here, but the, the London Olympics, there was this thing about whether people were engaging with the city, mm-hmm. um, and I think certainly in Glasgow that was very much the case. Why do you think that is? Is it just because we're smaller? or? <laughs> well, I, I suppose that, that there is that, and I suppose what we didn't have was that, as, as I think what um, Glasgow City Council got right, was that they, they took the city as the games, whereas uh, in London there were, well, there was the Olympic Park, and you went to the Olympic Park and you went in the Olympic Park and you spent the day like a separate yeah. attraction yes yeah. Yeah. and it was well then there was everything else somewhere else but you know if you were seeing something in the morning and then had tickets to see something at two in the afternoon would you go all the way back into London and then come you know so sure. it's that, that, yeah. that might well have had something to do with it um, and so it's good and I suppose there's also because you know there's also the homecoming element for a lot yep. of the, the, the kind of 
participants, so that might have added to it as well. That's right. So is that generally um, what your role entails, is, is organising events uh, around Macintosh and, and that kind of idea? I think, obviously, with uh, Glasgow Macintosh very much and, and Art Nouveau, I think with the Lighthouse, no, there's a, there's a much broader remit there. Um, I think what we're looking to do with the Lighthouse is, I suppose, recognise the fact that the Lighthouse has a role to play in representing an industry, the design industry, architectural industry, and I suppose the creative industries generally. And what, what we're trying to do is demonstrate the positive impact of design through our exhibitions programs um, so, so that the conversation isn't about, isn't an aesthetic one, is that, is that beautiful? Yes. Does it, what does it do? What does it achieve? And I think there's a great definition of, of design that I will credit Irene McMara Williams from, from the... Uh, Innovation Institute at Glasgow School of Art who um, said that um, design is a restlessness with the status quo mm. which I think is a great definition of design yep. so I think it's, it's trying to get that kind of point across which is that you know, design is about change should be about improvement and what we need to maybe focus on is, is rather than getting down this kind of aesthetic cul-de-sac where is it, is it pretty, do I like it what does it do? What does it achieve? And that kind of positive impact commercially, you know, if you if you design something that works well and sells shed loads, great. Um, but also, you know, socially uh, and in, environmentally. So the last um, exhibition we had in Gallery One main exhibition space was with a we, we partnered with a charity called Orchid Studio. They build um, houses in the developing part of the world, um, and they took one of their projects it was, uh, and we did an exhibition about that and it was really interesting because it was an architectural project where there were no pictures of the buildings in the foreground um, and it was all about people and the whole point of the exhibition was to try and demonstrate the impact and the sense of empowerment which is what it was called um, that being involved in the design and building process brings to people yeah. as opposed to and in that sense it doesn't really matter what you end up building That's right. it's it's thinking about how you build, what you're building, why you're building it, what needs to be in it, how it needs to work, is I think the design process and where people get the real, the real impact. And then, uh, I suppose in the Commonwealth year, we, got, we all got a bit tired of the word legacy, but it was also interesting in the, in the exhibition to see how people who'd worked on that project had then acquired the skills to work on other similar projects and were being hired by their own government yeah, to yeah. build in other places so it was really really interesting we got into the building techniques and, and all sorts of things um, so it was it was uh, really interesting and the feedback from visitors to it has been really strong in terms of you know feeling that it that they'd understood design a bit better so sure. that's kind of what we're about we're also then I think on the other side in terms of maybe trying to support an industry there's a lot of other things that we'll do that are not exhibition based where we are currently working with various people on um lobbying for a sort of like a design policy in Scotland. There are a number of groups in Scotland, Design and Action in Dundee, who are all sort of focused uh, on the same thing. So we're, we're, we're participating in that. Um, we're involved in Venture Fest, which is the, uh, coming up in September, um, which is a, an opportunity to bring sort of innovators and investment and academia all together and to try and create... Um, some opportunities there. It's interesting that you know, um, Scotland has one of the deepest patent banks 
uh, in the world, world kind of per head of population. Okay. Kind of thing. It's very, yeah. very thing, but it's not a particularly active one. Mm-hmm. So again, you know, that's I think where VentureFest is. One of the things that maybe VentureFest is looking at is what, how do we unlock Bring all it to this fruition, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. idea to market? Idea to market, I suppose, is the thing. And there's any number of things that we're working on. We're, we're looking at ways that we can perhaps help with hot desking space. That we can help um, businesses incubate. Particularly, perhaps I'm quite interested in social enterprise businesses and helping them incubate and cooperatives, that kind of thing. So maybe if we can tailor something around around that. And I suppose in terms of the creative industries, it's, it's recognising that kind of 60% of creative businesses tend to be one person. So how do you yeah. how do you support that one person? Um, it's not about Beans, it's it's about ideas. Um, so it's it's it, it's it's interesting from that point of view. There's various things. And there's other things that we're we're sort of working on behind the scenes that we hope will, I think, particularly challenge. One of the prop, I think, the the big issues that we've got in Scotland is that we need to perhaps change the the, the perception of design as an to to one of and then seeing it as an investment opportunity as opposed to a cost. Mm-hmm. Okay. Designer tends to be synonymous with expensive, um, whereas really I think from a business point of view and from a design thinking point of view, what you really want to be looking at companies to invest in design because it goes to their bottom line, and I think we need to get that across as an investment um, rather than because obviously a lot of our competitors are very design-led, is very design thinking-led, and if we want to. S- if, if Scotland's going to have a, a sort of a small, nimble economy, then we have to be able to react fast. We have to think innovatively. And we have to innovate all the time. Sure. So we need to kind of um, build that in. So that that's we're, we're looking at ways, and hopefully we'll be making some announcements in the not too distant future about how we might help business and design work more closely together exactly. uh, in terms of potentially, you know, financially encouraging businesses to. to or helping them to invest in sure. design to go through their, their, their businesses but it's key the Danish Design Centre did their kind of a four steps thing and the first step of it is just the aesthetic and then the fourth step is that it's it's kind of wired into the business at you know, board level and it's everything that they do and you know typically you'd put companies like Apple Spotify companies like that yep, would yep. be Jaguar Land Rover would be right at the top where design is, uh-huh. is, is every, everything is design um and you know, it's not by coincidence that you know those are very successful and have been consistently successful. So, and particularly if you look at Jaguar Land Rover, which has just you know, gone from strength to strength to strength, and you know their chief designer Ian, Ian Callum, you know, has been winning awards, um, and uh, you know that's not a coincidence either. Sure. Um, so, I think that's we're very keen to get uh, involved in. It's a bold ambition, it's, uh, and certainly sounds like a lot of work. Mm-hmm. You're doing it from uh, this building here, the, mm-hmm. the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that to people that know about it, the lighthouse is one of the most inspirational um, buildings in the planet, but mm-hmm. uh, I certainly know of a few people in Glasgow who have never stepped through its doors. Yes. So for people that don't know about the lighthouse, um, can you tell me a wee bit about the history of the, the building that you, you do all this in? Yeah, I mean, if you, if you go, there's this, I suppose there's two parts to it. There's the, there's the Glasgow Herald. Evening Times part of it, where the building was um, built. The, the, the Evening Times uh, Herald used to have their offices on Buchanan Street, and this was built as effectively a factory at the back end of that, that complex. And this is where the papers were made. Um, a, a wee living link segment. My grandfather worked here, and I remember being brought here as a five to seven year old um, at some ridiculous five o'clock in the morning. Um, <laughs> 
and I remember the machines and I remember the noise. I don't remember an awful lot of detail, but I, just the scale of it. Yep. And I, I was in this building when it was making newspapers. Um, so what, what year would that have been round about? Oh, <laughs> uh, that would have been in the late 60s. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what it was. It was a newspaper office, uh, or it was the production end of a, of a, of a newspaper office. Um, and then... Obviously, in the 80s, they moved to Albion Street, and then they moved again. Um, and the, the, the building went through quite a quite a period there where I think people were struggling to find what it could be used for. Uh, then, obviously, Glasgow became the city of um, architecture. Uh, and, and in the run-up to that, I think as part of that, it was conceived that the build, that's how the building could be brought to life. Page could be brought to life. Page and Park were then... Um, commissioned to design uh, I suppose what's, what they regarded as a battery pack, uh, just recharging the building and, yep. and restarting the building and when you walk around the building they, when you walk around the new parts of the building, you know, the, the circulation space is set back from the building uh, and it, it meets it as few points as possible so that the building is almost on show sure. all, all the time um, and some of the, the design themes that are attributed to Macintosh in terms of nature, growth, rebirth um, are Rather than being um, decorative, as they as they sometimes were in Macintosh's work, is that they're structural. Yeah. So um, you know the paving stones that are outside in the lane come into the building. Um, the escalators only go up. Every level gets brighter to represent kind of a plant growing for the light. The 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 structural pillars are kind of naturally coloured. Um, the you know the, the stone is green, so it's all. Um, very much about nature and growth, and then you know our viewing platform is kind of pagoda shaped again as a as a nod to his uh, eastern um, influences. So you, you have got this this kind of, and then our gallery spaces are are in the old building. So you're, you're trans you're moving from the old, uh, sorry, from the new into the old. So you kind of circulate the building in, in the new spaces, and you visit the old spaces. So it's 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 a it's it's a, personally, I think it's a, just an absolutely brilliant. Combination of, of those two mm-hmm. two things, and I, I think uh, it's and really it was cool. part of that part of the commission when it was being designed that, that Macintosh had to play a, a central part. I was, no, I have to say I wasn't here when all the design briefs and everything else went out, and I'm sure people far far cleverer than me um, were involved in that. Um, I would say that that, given the project's parameters at the time, which was to re-energize an old Macintosh building I, I would have thought yes. that that would have been <laughs> in the mix or that you know I think any proposal that ignored Macintosh I don't think would have got very far sure, sure. Uh, but as I say I wasn't involved in the process but I think I think it's it's great I, I think I've, I've been here for four years now and it, it's one of these buildings that just keeps changing um, it changes throughout the day as the light levels change it changes you know throughout the seasons and you just are constantly seeing you know, the building from different perspectives. I mean, I'm I'm here every day for yeah. you know, God knows how many hours a day, but I'm here a lot. So you, you know, you're constantly moving around the building and you're constantly seeing it from from different angles. And it's 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 just a fascinating building. I've, I've I, I like it more now <laughs> than I did when <laughs> I first Before, yeah, when yeah. first yeah. came nice in. Place to come to work. Uh, uh, perfect, perfect. <laughs> uh, and other than the the design of the place, mm-hmm. um, uh, how how. Other than that, is, is Macintosh celebrated? Well, we have uh, the only permanent exhibition we have in, in, in the Lighthouse is the Macintosh Interpretation Centre. Um, okay. That um, we've got a sort of um, 
a flexible, a small flexible um, exhibition space where we had, up until quite recently, the unbuilt Macintosh, which are models made from plans that he submitted from to architectural competitions that he didn't win. Um, but they're very interesting because there's some couple of models where you can see the development of, of his style and there's one in particular where he applied and the head judge liked gothic architecture and so what you've got is a model of Macintosh doing gothic <laughs> uh, which is but, trying it, his hand yep. but it's, it's quite interesting because there are still sort of touches of Macintosh in there and in, in some ways it, it, it shows you where he was going Sure. Because you can see it sort of stuck on. I don't know. I, I find it a fascinating model. Um, and at the moment, we've got we're showing the costumes from the Unlooking uh, Visual Arts performance that we commissioned as part of the last um, Macintosh Festival um, in uh, last October. So we're showing that, and we are currently in discussion with uh, Northampton Seventy Eight Durngate to see if we can perhaps do something around patrons um, and, and look at the patrons that were inspired by um, Macintosh and supported him so much. I think the cornerstone oh no, the, the cornerstone of the, the Macintosh exhibition is a timeline um, which runs right through the heart of the exhibition space which starts obviously with his birth but it, it's got things like you know the first escalators, Coca-Cola and all this sort of thing um, as well as then what he was doing yeah. and what some of his contemporaries were doing and I think one of the Saddest is, is not quite the right word, um, but sad things is, is there's a, a copy of a, a letter um, where he's writing to his friends to buy his artwork because he's, at that time he's in France and he's, he's obviously not doing particularly well, so it's quite poignant. Um, and then there's you know sort of more detailed looks at some of his buildings like Glasgow School of Art, like 78, um, Durngate, like the Hill House, uh, you know, with some of the floor drawings and a bit, a bit more background. Um, of what went into the buildings and what relationships he had with the owners and, 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 and perhaps the, the, the patrons, I think, particularly in the case perhaps of the Hill House. Um, so that that's permanent exhibition, and that obviously also is is the, the where you can climb the the, the old Macintosh the, the Macintosh Tower, which I just uh, did earlier on. I'm still catching my breath. <laughs> good man, all 135 steps, yes. I hope. Yeah. So there's great views out over the city, and there's not many locations in the city centre where you can get quite that high up and, and have that view. Um, and that's through the Macintosh room. That's right. Well. Uh, and talking about the timeline, uh, I'd imagine the, the world of architecture and design. Uh, develops and evolves mm -hmm. continuously uh, and Macintosh hasn't been with us since 1928 mm -hmm. uh, I think it was so why why do you think his work still holds such an influence in these parts oh that's a <laughs> that's a very big question um I'm, I'm without being flippant I'm almost tempted to just say quality I think it it just is that good mm -hmm. um I mean, you're saying back in the day he was struggling. Yes. Uh, you know, he was having a, a to apply for all these competitions and yes. so on. I, I think uh, was not one with the house for an art lover. He, he didn't even get in the competition. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but he's having to struggle yes. there. You're talking about quality. Is, is it just a case it's taken so long to be recognised? And once it is, oh, I, th I think again, I mm, I think there there are a number of things with 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 Macintosh that impacted around that time. There were changes in legislation around the time that Macintosh was practicing that made building much more difficult uh, and it just reduced the number of buildings being built. So he was, he, was, he was operating in a time when 
it wasn't a great time for, for architects and um, there were um, lots of changes like that. I'm not probably academically well enough versed to go into too much detail about what else might have impacted on it. And I suppose there are any number of other instances where you've got people now who are recognised or who have re retrospectively recognised for the contribution that they've made. And I suppose it's one of these things that, you know, if you think back to, you know, I think the first exhibition that Glasgow School, I think it was Glasgow School of Art done, a kind of retrospective of his work, it, sometimes it takes a time and a moment to stop and think, you know, this is a really significant body of work. Um, so I think that that's that's what's happened is that I, yeah, unfortunately for him, I suppose it, it took time. I think he was recognised, but perhaps there were just other factors that didn't make him quite as productive or allow him to be as productive as, it, as he might have as he might have done. Certainly, in, if you, if you look at the the uh, esteem with which you know the Viennese press and held him and, and you know the, the the articles that were written about him, even praising the work that he did in you know in designing the lighthouse, um, I think his his reputation was there at the time. Um, I think it's just perhaps needed to be pulled together and recognised. Sure, sure. Paperback and Kindle editions of Scott Doherty's best-selling Glasgow travel guide, We Glasgow, are available on Amazon today. Follow Scott on Facebook or see his Twitter feed at Top10Glasgow for more. But obviously the lighthouse isn't just about uh, nope. Macintosh. Nope. Can you tell me a, a bit about some of the other rooms that are in the... Yeah, I mean, we, we, we I mean, we're, it, it, it's again, it's it, it sort of touched on it earlier. Um, we, you know, we, we've got, you know, we'll start with the mundane. We've got a cafe. More importantly, we partner with people. We, the we, it. We, we, yes, they took it. Um, yeah, no, lots of good stories attached to that. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, we, we're, we're a kind of landlord for some creative businesses. We've got Wireframe 3D um, in here. We've got a fantastically important. Uh, partnership uh, arrangement with Architecture and Design Scotland, who, who are based here. Their public-facing pr program uh, element is based here, and they exhibit um, in Gallery Two. So they, their focus tends to perhaps be a bit more about architectural design. Uh, I'm saying that they were previously involved with the the lighthouse as well uh, before before it changed hands. Is that? Uh, they they were yes I think I think they they've worked with the old lighthouse trust uh, uh, before I think I think um, certainly uh, they were here when, when I arrived um, and certainly their exhibitions program so yes I think that that partnership did exist particularly through Sust and Sustainability where the Scottish government was funding um, that that to happen so that's a really important relationship going forward because obviously that enables collaborations with programming and our next exhibition which open major exhibition which opens on the 25th of June is about Glenn Merkert who's an Australian um, architect I'll tell you a bit about him in a moment and we're, we're actually working in partnership with uh, architecture design so we're going to do a Glenn Merkert do the actual Glenn Merkert exhibition and architecture and design Scotland we're going to do an exhibition on Scottish rural housing the reason that that's a link uh, is that Glenn Merker is a, as I said, is an Australian architect who predominantly builds houses, homes, uh, and his kind of reason, uh, you know, his his approach is to touch the earth lightly. He, he builds in the outback, so it's very important to him 
that he you know he builds with the appropriate materials and he builds in the appropriate way. So the link there is this kind of idea of touching the earth lightly and then where are we with rural sure. housing in, in Scotland? Because we, we have got some fantastic rural housing in Scotland. So that, again, is to try and get a, a, a breadth of conversation so we can hopefully yes. you know, engage different people, the same people on different subjects to get them to think about different ideas. So, so is that a, a connect to, uh, almost to... I think you've got another exhibition on at the moment to do with timber. Yes, yeah. the timber. Yes, uh-huh. that's again it was, it was one of Architecture Design Scotland's sure. uh, exhibitions, and that's the timber award. So it, it is very much about you know, trying to engage people on on the the good work that's being done and the impact that 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 work has. Um, on so that's our next big gallery one exhibition that opens on the twenty fifth of June. I think our review gallery is also worth mentioning, and that's partly where we support um, emerging design businesses. Effectively, we give a grant of £500 to exhibit in the review gallery. And the idea then is emerging businesses. We've got Laura Lightbody, who, who produces ceramics in there at the moment. Wasteware. Yes, very interesting idea about signage and barcodes and how we how we do things and how that, that's sort of taken as a design theme onto ceramics. Um, and we'll, you know, I think we, we sort of tend to change that exhibition over every six to eight weeks so that we get um, lots of businesses through and it's, it's you're trying to put them the lighthouse behind them to help them market to use our well, that, that's certainly media. Laura um, I think is she, is she not a graduate of the Glasgow School of she Art is, yes. is that one of the lighthouse's policies to try and support the, the local uh, designers as well. Um, we yes, um, we particularly with the review gallery, we we, we put out a it's not really so much a call for work or as a as an opportunity to, to, to propose yourself. And we've worked with a range of companies and um, friends of Wilson who do do acoustic panels, Laura Lightbody who who does ceramics. We've worked with lighting people. We've worked with people who work with paper. Um, Bespoke Atelier have done a, an exhibition with us, um, um, so they're all running out of my head now as I'm trying to <laughs> try so. So we've done a number, um, and we will continue. And we've got a program now to the program set until the beginning of January next year, where we again it's it's emerging Scottish designers um, that we will try and support or give them an opportunity to. To, to create an exhibition and I think sometimes very interestingly it's having a conversation with them about and I think going forward more and more about having a conversation about what, what it is this is where they are trying to achieve with it yes. is it sales directly is it sales contacts is it profile is it I don't know you know, in, you know increasing marketing profile but just to make you know to, to hone it down to, to what almost a quantifiable what so after you've exhibited us for six weeks, sure. how will your business have benefited? Right, right. Um, but it's not all about um, designers as well, no. talking about things that are, are coming up. Mm-hmm. I think you've got Lighthouse Late. We've got the Lighthouse Late month. coming up on the 29th, yes. And what's that about? <laughs> it is the 1st of May, or it is, it is the end <laughs> of this month, on the 29th of May. That's what we're trying to do. This will be the second Lighthouse Late. And what we're trying to do there is is I suppose just open up as a social venue um, so we've got bands and DJs and workshops and um, we're working with a company called uh, Tea Green and they're going to be bringing some designers in so there'll be fashion and textiles for sale um, there'll be DJs there'll be bands there'll be um, a couple big, of talks big artists coming yes we're very successful getting bands we're really looking forward to uh, Chloe uh, and Pride's 
coming, uh, they're the main um, acts in, they'll be in Gallery 1 at the time, and then we'll have DJs in Gallery 1, and we'll have DJs probably up in Gallery 5, we'll have, as I say, we'll have fashion workshops, trains workshops, all sorts of things, so it's trying to mix, you know, something that's related to design, but bringing in different sort of elements, so that it is a night out, yes. as opposed to a lecture, or a symposium, or a workshop, and it's just mixing all those things through, and our speakers Certainly, when the last one we did, it was it was had more of a sort of a graphic design focus. The, when we were speaking or engaging the, the speakers to come up, we were very much about well, you need to take part in the night and you need to make yourself um, available because the whole point is that people can then just speak to you That's right. about your work. Yep. And it's not so much you know I, d- I did this and I did that and then I did that. It's like why did you do this That's and why right. did you do that? What inspired you? And it, it kind of it, the emphasis being on it is a night out. Um, yeah, yeah. And sort of you know, being. And it's, it's, it's certainly another great example of mm-hmm. uh, how else the, the building can be used. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you, you can arrange events other than that here. Is that well? As, as I suppose we're now moving into the, the, the what we do as opposed to what we're for. So we've, up to this point, we've been talking about what yep, we're for, yep. which is a, a centre of design. I suppose what we do um, to help us do that is that um, you know. I'm I suppose I've talked about it a bit. We we are a landlord. We rent we rent out space, but predom uh, you know our main income stream is that we are a venue for others to hire us for meetings and parties and weddings and engagement celebrations and something that was popular for a while was um, proposals. All right. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> the viewing platform uh, was 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 being yes. hired on a number of occasions for people to propose. Um, so you know. Yeah, we do all of that, and that's, I suppose, our commercial arm. Um, I, you know, I'm really, really pleased with the the work that the team is doing. I think we're customer service satisfaction rating something like 98%. We've got 90% recommend rates. We, you know, people are really, really happy because, again, I suppose, as a design centre, we very much put the. It's not about kind of corporate packages. It's about almost helping people design their events yes. design it, it, that is a whole approach is well what do you want not in the sense of being scary like well you can have anything you want which is not a particularly helpful <laughs> thing yep, to yep. say you can have anything you want because people are like oh I'm not so but it is very much and I think a lot of the feedback that we get is comes that comes across very strongly is our willingness to adapt change take on board and deliver what the client wanted sure um, so it's very much your event you just have to be having it in the lighthouse and uh, one of the the things um, that you had up until recently was Mm -hmm. the Mac Lab yes do you want to tell us a wee bit about that and what's changed Uh, Mac Lab was uh, I suppose uh, I suppose all these things are quite a long story Um, first off I think I would want to acknowledge major contribution that uh, Bruce Bruce Newland has made to the whole Mac Lab concept and now I'll talk a bit about my involvement with him when I arrived in the lighthouse there was something about 3d digital manufacturing sitting on the desk when i walked in kind of we had some other issues that we needed to deal with at the time so that kind of got pushed to the side and then as things settled down a bit i actually read it uh, and was really really fascinated by it had a chat with bruce about 3d printing and um, the implications of that and how we how we might try and make that accessible. The first Fab Lab in Britain had opened in Manchester. Um, I went down to Manchester and spent the day with them down there looking at what what they were doing. Um, And then met again with Bruce and we came up with the concept of 
of MATLAB, um, which is a kind of fab lab, but not quite because there's things in that kind of... Because fab lab comes from America and there was things in their model that we weren't... Uh, we didn't want to directly replicate. Sure. So we came up... Uh, I think Bruce came up with the name uh, MATLAB, and really what it was at its heart was that it was at cost fast prototyping for emerging design businesses and then over the weekend and it was not for profit and then over the weekend as part of the cost that it had to make it was open access so workshops and well workshops no you could just wander in if you had an idea for I don't know a, a war gaming figure that you wanted to 3D print or a piece of jewellery that you wanted to prototype you could just walk in and the, the, the guys there would the team in the studio itself would help you get your idea from your head into your hand and I think that was the whole thing that really got me with 3D printing was that ability to to help people and 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 Bruce and the team there did some great work with you know organizations from like Bernardo's and things where we brought kids across and the ability to actually get somebody to make something and they leave here with something that they have made is quite transformative for them uh, and it's quite empowering and we did some work with housing associations Bruce did some and the team did some work with housing associations around teaching people design per se but demonstrating to people that they could have an impact um, it was quite interesting when we were, when we were talking about um, MacLab and initially was that from some of the academic uh, institutions in Glasgow uh, perhaps took a little while to get their head around the fact that we weren't teaching design sure um, if you wanted to make something horrible, we'd help you make <laughs> Go it. Go for it, yep. Um, because it was, I think the thing with my whole um, thing that excited me was was the kind of almost idea, head, hand, and, and get it made. Oh, okay. So I think as, but that, well, that was at a time when I, not that long after I'd first come to the Lighthouse, and the Lighthouse, obviously after its recent problems, was kind of re-emerging. And then MacLab, the MacLab idea took off. We supported it with the the, the, the assistance of um, Creative Scotland, for, supported it for two years um, here. But then the notion was always that it would stand alone. Um, again, perhaps that's my commercial background coming through, is that sure. if, if it's not an idea that people don't want to buy into at cost, then clearly it's not the right idea and we just need to have another idea. So uh, it, was, it's, it's, it was very successful um, and I think as it did, it became incompatible with the Lighthouse in some respects because the MATLAB used to sit as part of Gallery 1. Now, while 3D printers were going and everything, there was a bit of a noise, but we also had a, a routing machine, which makes a hell of a noise. Sure. And I think there was more, oh, you can't do it now, and, and it just, we're not a workshop. And I think... So MacLab have now effectively moved out to two premises. They've got the premises kind of public facing in Charing Cross and they've got a kind of workshop space somewhere else because obviously they recognise yes. that having these machines powering up is, is, is quite disruptive. So no, uh, I think MacLab, I was recently at something, uh, an event for the circular economy or about the circular economy and Richard from MacLab was there and as far as I'm aware, it's, it's, going, it's going very well. Um, you know, it's still attracting people and it's still supporting um, emerging designers, which was the point of it, was to get fast prototyping. Sure, sure. So I'm delighted. Yeah. And I think on a personal note, what I really liked um, having MacLab here was, again, if you go back to the, the kind of my grandfather bringing me here thing, it was that I loved that escalator ride from first floor to second when you could look in the windows of yes. MacLab and you could actually go be in a centre for design where people were actually making things. Yeah. And I really liked 
being able to see that happen. That's right. But presumably now that you have that extra space in Gallery mm-hmm. 1, you're going to continue that... Uh, well, the same kind of thinking. Uh, well, that's if, if you know we, we are looking at hot desking incubation spaces. That's probably where that would be, um, depending on what other things that might happen in the building. Um, at the moment, we're using the space to um, help uh, Construction Innovation Centre Scotland, um, who, which is a, a new government initiative about um, innovation in the construction industry. Um, so they've got their base with us at the moment um, with a view to um, well they set themselves up and, and get premises there's, there's some exciting really exciting um, things happening in construction construction is one of these things that always sounds quite 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 since construction <laughs> but you know if you're talking about 3d printing then you know the digital manufacture of houses is already happening sure. uh, in, in, in Glasgow Commonwealth Village sections of it and it's quite um, funny where one of the kind of unintended consequences of digital manufacture is that window manufacturers have had to get a lot better because when you build a a window gap it's now exactly the size that you specify it to be so the windows have to be exactly the size that you specify them to be which obviously makes the house more passive and makes it more energy efficient because everything fits um, so no, it's that, that's quite an exciting project as well. So, um, but that would probably be you know where we'd be looked then to have sort of the incubation hot desk in space um, yeah. uh, going forward once we've helped been able to support um, them. Brilliant. Um, so thinking about the the lighthouse, then how would you describe its place in the city? I know it's a, a big question, but um, you know why does Glasgow need places like the lighthouse? That, that is a very big question. Um, the lighthouse needs to do a lot of things better in terms of supporting uh, the design industry. But I think um, having a locus um, for the design sector um, is is key. I think certainly to Glasgow, um, it's important in Scotland. If you think what's happening up in Dundee with the, the V&A, I think the the boost that that will give design in in, in Scotland is just absolutely fantastic brilliant that we will be able to bring that quality of exhibitions um, to Scotland. The V&A will obviously do more than just exhibit, but even that simple fact will be will be really energising. I think in terms of their, their, their Glasgow, it is it is about um, you know having a place that that is advocating design, architecture, trying to you know influence council, trying to get design policies, trying to get. You know all the, the sort of nuts and bolts of things that it is doing that, um, and I think it, it, it's key to its success. And I think even on the exhibitions level, is is maintaining a profile for design. And even I think if we can, if you think about it in a bit more internet from an international point of view, is that you know a vibrant cultural, uh, or sorry, a vibrant creative industries make places more attractive for people, companies, businesses to move to. Um, and I think also it's it's important for a really active lighthouse to help um, Glasgow promote itself. You know, you can imagine um, we haven't done enough of it. We'll need and we aim to do more. But you imagine the people that we're bringing up to Glasgow that we're showing the lighthouse that we're showing them. We're not showing them the lighthouse. We're showing them an active community that has a locus in the, the lighthouse. That then translates itself out. It's about a reputation and a story of, of about what Glasgow's about, about what Scotland's about. Sure. But I think, and, that, and, and I know that's quite intangible, but I think that's, that's why Glasgow needs a place like the Lighthouse. Excellent. 
Well, it's, uh, as I say, it's a very inspirational place to, to be, and yep. you're a very lucky man to come here every day for <laughs> your 9 so. to 5. So, um, well, thanks very much for no uh, talking to me today. Yes. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed uh, listening to that. Uh, you've been listening to Glasgow Conversations. You've been listening to Glasgow Conversations. For more interviews, subscribe on iTunes and visit the Top 10 Glasgow Guide.